Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to Communal Conversations. I have with us today Titus Grant, uh, a newer friend of mine who is in Seattle, Washington. Uh, His dad is actually um, our family pastor here at Kirk of the Hills. And when they moved here, Titus and I hung out a lot. We got to run together a lot and drink coffee and um, just have some conversations, grew to appreciate him and respect him and love him. And so I have Titus with us today. Titus, tell us, um, tell us, what you're doing in Seattle and your favorite thing about the city. Um, I am in Seattle because I go to school here. I'm a senior at Seattle Pacific University. I am studying sports psychology and minoring in sociology. Um, My favorite part about Seattle is just how naturey and how pretty it is. There's a lot of water. There's a lot of good places to run and walk to the Space Needle. Mm. pike place like there's a lot of places you can go and visit and see around this area so you're in my strava group and every time you you run or walk in seattle you take a picture from the park you can see the whole city what's that park that park is called gasworks park and so it's about a three three mile total run mm. a mile and a half there a mile and a half back but it's super pretty just pretty much wrong run along a canal pretty much the whole way there and then to finish, you see the, the lake with the city in the background. So, so you know, I'm a big Seahawks fan, but I've never been to Seattle. Um, yeah. I have been to Washington State, but I've never been to Seattle. Um, I imagine Seattle is a lot like Portland, just bigger. Um, and I've been to Portland. However, tell me uh, and, and, and tell us, um, so you, you go to Seattle Pacific private school, uh, liberal school in a fairly po- extremely post-Christian city. What's it like being a college student and a Christian and an athlete? You play soccer at Seattle Pacific. So tell us uh, kind of how that works in the extremely post-Christian context that is Seattle. Yeah, so obviously, like you mentioned, I'm a Christian here going to school at Seattle Pacific. And it it's, it's, um, I'm trying to think how to word it. It's definitely interesting. I grew up in Colorado and then moving here, I kind of was always on the fence about which side I was on. I still can kind of am on the fence, what side I'm on, but coming here is super liberal and just being surrounded, even with this whole year with the riots going on and with COVID hitting, there's been a lot of craziness in this area of the city, but I think for me, just being able to lean on my faith and trust on what I believe, even though it may be easy to fall into what the media is saying or what other people are saying, Mm. and just try to go day by day knowing God's in control, because honestly, I don't know, I never was able to go down to the riots and be in that atmosphere but i think that definitely would have been interesting just a different perspective mm. being surrounded by that 
So with, with the heaviness of that, and then, you know, interesting, I, I could even probably say just maybe an awkward space for you to be, um, how, how do you feel like that affects you? Um, and maybe even the people around you in your close quarters or whatever, how do you think that affects you guys mentally knowing that like, you know, we're in the Western part of the U S but we're kind of, our city is kind of in the center of a lot of, uh, not craziness in a negative sense, just kind of chaotic. We're just kind of in the center of this. How, How do you think that affects you guys mentally? Um, yeah, that's, that's the question. I think, how do you think it affects you guys mentally? It's definitely not as much now, but it was always looming like towards the beginning of COVID. It was always looming in the back of my mind, like, wow, this is going to be potentially history in the history books. Like uh-huh. yeah, one of the first major breakouts in COVID was in Seattle. The mm. big riots kind of started here in Seattle, but. And the murder hornets, you guys had murder hornets. And the murder hornets. So, we, yeah, we never even got them here in Tulsa, but you guys had yeah, them by the truckloads in Seattle. Yeah, there's the three big things there. But I think, I don't know, just to add to that, all my roommates kind of moved home because of COVID. School kind of shut down, so they all moved home. So I was in an apartment here by myself. Mm. But I'm kind of like, 20 minutes away from downtown or most of that was going on so I felt more safe than some people probably felt but I definitely was close enough where it felt like it was home so I don't know it was definitely heavy but I think a lot of more a lot a lot of people were more scared for me than I was scared for myself I guess because people were always asking like hey are you okay are you safe and I'm like yeah I'm in a good part of Seattle like I'm I'm close enough but I'm far enough where I'm not going to be directly involved so how, how do you guys, you know, even though you know, some, some of your, your teammates went home or whatever, how, how do y'all kind of keep a clear head? Because uh, like now you're back and you're getting ready to start your season that got postponed. So how do you guys keep a clear head through all this? How do you um, like, yes, we know that Jesus is on the throne and all those things, but like practically how, how are you guys, you know, yeah, keep, keeping a clear mind through all these things? I think, um, I think a lot of us are just excited, one, to get back to playing again because we haven't played games. We're supposed to have games coming up in the next couple of weeks, just like inner squad and playing other teams. But I think it's one, excitement, and then two, just like our coach does a really good job of just keeping us in the loop, keeping us updated with what's going on. Mm. Like he's really, he's really truthful. He's really honest. Like, yeah. He's not going to hide anything from us. So him just always letting us know what's going to be happening and what the plan is, is always nice to have yeah. rather than not knowing what's going to be going on. Here's the, here's the faith takeaway at the first part. You never understand how important good leadership is until you don't have it. Yeah. Right. Like we've, our nation, our churches, all just everything has kind of been like, where's the leadership? Tell us what to do. Just, you know, let's just get one thing going and, and do that. And you, you seem like you have a person who's doing that. And the difference there is palpable. Like you guys are able to, uh, I guess, not be so stressed out or not be worried. I mean, UW didn't even play a football season for real. I think they just had like a three or four games and there's just no clarity, no vision around that. But having good leadership is, is, um, is crucial to being able to succeed in anything. And then, um, you know, being able to trust that leadership and follow them, 
into what wasn't supposed to be like you weren't supposed to have a season in the spring you weren't supposed to you know and I, i'm assuming you guys play canadian teams right yeah we're supposed to play we usually there's one canadian team in our league and then we usually play one or two during the spring but i don't even know if we're going to be playing any yet the teams we're playing are like teams around the air like these areas like from portland and seattle so it'll be local mm. well yeah, didn't didn't you uh, you guys used to play a team in Montana, right? Yeah, we still we still do. They're in our league. They're Montana State Billings. Man, that I would be so top. cool. Yeah, I've, I've never been best. to Montana. Yeah, it, it is super pretty. Me and my family drove through it coming up from or bringing me to college. But yeah, I don't really want to bash on Billings, but it's not the prettiest place <laughs> in the world. <laughs> So tell me, uh, what church do you go to in Seattle? I, when I was going to church consistently, I was going to church home. Which campus? The UW campus. UW it's, campus. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, so I wasn't have, able to actually see. Oh, go ahead. No, so so church home has what four campuses in Seattle, and then LA, and Mexico, right? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Something like that. They're huge. So it's Judah Smith and, and, and all of them. Yeah. We're, uh, I have their app. I watch, um, I usually tune into their 6 p.m. Sunday service and they're on Pacific time. So, yeah. um, and all their services are on the lat on the, on the app. So it's a little bit later for me. Mm -hmm. So it's 8 p.m. The kids are already in bed. And so I can tune in. <laughs> they had, um, shifting gears a little bit to more specifically faith. So they had a guy, lead worship a few weeks ago named Dante Bo. And, um, and I, I really like, uh, I just like his voice really. Um, and he sang an old Hillsong song that said, uh, I will, it's, I will exalt you. And there's this line in there that says, um, my friend and King. And, and I, it's just like, you know, when we sing the song, we just kind of sing over that, that line. Um, but I think that there's something profound, especially for a college student or a young adult who is finding their identity, carving out not only who they are, but how they function and where they are, right? Because like you're, you might not be in Seattle forever. You're going to go back to Colorado or come back to Oklahoma or whatever. But then having that, that I guess, kind of concept of like, you know, Jesus is not only my king, he's my friend. Um, and I've never known a king to call people friends. They're always below him, um, but friends sit with you. And, and, I, and I always, and it was on the church home app when he was leading worship. And so how, um, what, uh, that'll lead me to this. What can the church do um, today to help college students? What, what's, what's the biggest thing the church can do to, to help, yeah, the young adults, the college students? What, what do y'all need from the church? I think just to provide good spaces for community. I think, like you mentioned, this is the time when a lot of people my age are trying to find their identity, going through identity crises, like making new friends, shoot, making decisions, whether they choose certain friend groups based on what their friends are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's hard for a lot of people in this age with their faith, just like, they're by themselves, usually, unless they're getting married early or anything like that. But they're usually on their own. Yeah. Starting starting the adult lifestyle. And so 
they may be very distracted. They may be, I don't know, distracted trying to find out what they want to do, how they're going to spend their time. Hmm. And so just a, just a place for, like I said, community to be able to have those good godly conversations and have God loving people surrounding them, I think would be a big step. So I was actually having lunch with your dad today because today is my uh, one year anniversary uh, at the Kirk. And also two years ago to this day, we moved to Tulsa. So that's pretty crazy uh, how it worked out. But um, we we're having this conversation about what the, you know, kind of like what the number one issue is facing the, 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 um, I want to say the next generation, just because that when I say that people know what I'm talking about, um, yeah. you know, the young adults, students, you know, and I think I feel I feel like it's distraction. There's so many things pulling you and pulling even me at I'm almost 30. Um, I mean, we we can be distracted so much more easily than we can focus. We can be pulled in a million different directions before noon. Um, and so if the church is able to offer you guys a space to not only, um, you know, be in community, but also to focus on the growth of that community, you feel like that is kind of the big thing that, that the church can do for college students. Yeah, no, definitely. What, what, what do you think would, it would look like if there were a healthy, um, so if let's, let's just say you're in a healthy, um, group of, of friends you're like what what does that look like is there um you know maybe diversity or is it unity or what what, what does it look like so i had something kind of similar to like a small community group through fellowship of christian athletes here before my leader moved so it was me and like four or five of my teammates actually and we all had a community group with a leader and we would meet once a week. We'd have a reading, we'd talk through the meeting, talk through whatever's going on in our lives. And I wish I would have been more engaged with that because that was kind of during a time where I was really struggling with my faith. So I wasn't super focused. I wasn't always wanting to do the readings. I kind of was just going because I felt obligated to go. But I think that honestly was good for me to keep me engaged to the slightest bit. But I think if I could do it over again, I would love to do that. I'd be more engaged. So just like a good community group where you can go and it'd be a safe place where you can talk about any struggles in your life and you can trust that people there will actually care for you. And mm. I don't know, it'll just be like super genuine and have yeah. a good leader. Like you said, like leadership's important as well. I was reading the other day and in, in some, some stuff about the history of the church and, and um, the, the permission for for not only you know the the people the congregants of the church but also um for those of you listening i really do read those things and it's it might not be interesting to you but i, I really eat that stuff up like the history of the church and prayer and revival and all these things and um one of the things that that i that i'd kind of seen was a focus was the permission like not only for the congregants but like for the leaders of the church to have bad days like to come in and be like, man, I'm not feeling faith today, but I'm believing faith. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I, I, I actually feel very off, very off. But like the permission to not be batting a thousand, 
and how when people feel like like they could say things and that they could do things that would just really open them up be vulnerable or whatever and know that they weren't going to be judged for those things that it was going to be more like hey how can we you know kind of like the question like what what can we do to help how, how can we help and if and if that answer is well you can just create a place for me or you can sit with me and just shut up or man you can you can talk me out of this stuff you know whatever it is like the permission to to not bat a thousand was huge in the growth of um, the spreading of the gospel. It was like, man, we are pressed, but we're not crushed. Like those, those kind of things. So that, that leads me to, to an, another question. What is something that you wish someone told you in middle school or high school that would help your faith? Um, or something that like you wish you would have done, you know, like you said, like you wish you would have engaged more. Like what's something that if you can go back, you would have done differently in middle school or high school to help in your faith? I think I definitely just would have been in the word more. Like even, mm. even just now as we're doing the 30 day shred. Are you still doing it? I'm, yeah, no, I, I am still doing it as I'm doing it. Whenever I have free time, I just start listening. But I so definitely. That, I thought, I thought you bailed because you were doing no. like Matthew. <laughs> like, wait, we're on first Samuel or something. No, no, I'm not, I'm not bailing, but Very I'm cool. just doing Very it cool. as I can in my free time. And I'm just hearing stories again that are different than when I was little, I guess. Cause right? a lot of, a lot of stories in the Bible, they changed for kids to make it seem like more interesting for them. But in reality and in the Bible, like it's so different. And so I'm just hearing stories that I don't know, for example, like Moses and Abraham and those kind of stories. It's just super cool just to actually feel like, wow, this is actually interesting. Like this is right. way different than what I learned when I was young. So I, if I was in middle school and high school, I would have been spending more time. And I'm really excited just to keep doing this just going through the bible just reading things over again so i i love that answer because i'm a bible guy like we're people of the yeah. book and this is my third year so for you for those of you who don't know this is the shred i think we might have talked about this with hunter a few weeks ago so every year for the last like two or three years and i think it's my third time in january we do this thing called the shred and by we i mean me and whoever i can get to do it with me and you read the bible in 30 days and you it's in the bible app it's you version or whatever and you can listen to it you can read through it, whatever so i asked titus and his younger brother eli to do it with me and eli is on like day 12. he's, he's literally nothing it. anything else but just he, reading the bible that's what he told me he's like i pretty much wake up if i wake up early i just read the bible for like three to four hours there's, what a notification a legend. Right there. there's a notification right there you like commented day 13 oh i just got it <laughs> dang that's yeah, so but, wild yeah no he, he so he's literally me. double time it's the sixth and he's on day 13 that means yeah, he, he finished day 13 he says he listens at least six hours a day that's nuts okay so then yeah. um so like you Every year, and so, so I, I do the shred, and then February through December, I read the Bible in a, in a year, like on a different plan. So it'll be like Bible in a yeah. year, but I'll just read it quicker or whatever. And so this will be my eighth year, I think, going through the Bible, seventh or eighth year. But every year, the stories are not different, but new. Um, I'm finding new things. I'm highlighting new things. I, I use different highlighter colors each year so I can like know what... I, 
because um, I, I don't actually use the Uversion app like regularly. I use the uh, Logos Bible app. And so in there, I'll go through and highlight different colors and stuff like that um, just to like see where things have been different. So like, for example, last year I had highlighted and made a note that Hannah, Samuel's mom, um, asked for, asked the Lord for Samuel and you'll get there in, in, a, in a few days, but asked the Lord for a child so that she could give the child back to the Lord. Well, that was a big deal for me last year because we had Micah, um, last, yeah, 20, 2018, we had just had Micah. So I was like, well, that's, that needs to stick out to me. But then this year I'm reading through it and it's like, Hannah makes a point and says like, no, I'm, I'm lending this child to the Lord. Like this is still bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And like there, there's intimacy and relationships and feelings here, but like this child is of me. It doesn't, he doesn't belong to me. And like, what does that mean for me as an almost 30 year old dad? What does that mean for you as a senior in college? Like to, to have something that is yours, but it doesn't belong to you because the Lord gives and he takes away. Hannah even says like the Lord, you make people rich and poor. Like I don't have a say in it. And I'm like, so that is something that stuck out to me this year that hadn't stuck out to me before. Also, Pastor Aaron and I talk all the time that it's super weird that churches uh, paint their nurseries in like Noah's Ark because everyone died. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, kids, go play in this really beautiful <laughs> nursery that was painted yeah. to literally mark the slaughter of the world. Like, it was it's just so, so, so we talk about that all the time. And, and I just think it's, it's interesting. Like you said, like, I love that answer. If I were in middle school or high school, I would be in the word more. I think that um, there's this line in like the, I don't know, maybe it's like Chronicles of Narnia or something. I think those where it's where Lucy tells the lion, Aslan, like, hey, you've, you've grown or something like that. And he's like, no, I'm the same. But as you grow, I get bigger or whatever it is. Like, and, and, and I love that. I love that. So that, that'll leave me, man, this is working out actually quite well because I have some sticky notes in front of me and it's kind of flowing. Um, so then what is, what is your biggest question about the Bible? Maybe not even so much of what you've read in the shred um, yeah. so far, but just like overall, like what, is, like what is that question that grabs you more than anything? Um, if it'll help, I'll tell yeah. you. Okay. I'll tell you my, so, so my, my biggest question every year when reading the Bible and, and uh, I, I read it somewhere, um, there was a guy who said, you know, when God sent Jesus and all the stuff that it cost him, it cost him the life of his son. Uh, this guy said, you know, if you think about it, he could have just made new humans for cheaper. And that's always been my biggest question. Like knowing knowing what is known like him knowing all, like he was there no other i don't know i just that, that's always been my, my biggest question is like if you knew it was going to cost you this like why start it but that's like a very so what what's your like big question around the bible yeah i think it's a pretty broad question but just like what is my purpose like mm. living on this like living on this earth because i think there's so many different ways you could look at that question. Like it's kind of like finding your vocation or finding your passions. Like you were put on this earth for a reason. You have God created you unique and he wants you to live like him in this very ungodly world. And so it's just like, how am I going to spend my time on this earth Mm. and make the best of it? Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. 
Man, I, I love that. I love that, that that's what a senior in college in probably the most post-Christian city in America is thinking. And that there is someone in your apartment who is who has that thought, who is seeking those answers. Because um, people don't only listen to what we say, they watch what we do. And to have someone who is reading their Bible, even if it's on their phone every day, to have someone plugging away, reading 50, 60 chapters a day, even though it's really tough. Um, I, I think that, that that's a great question to spark faith in others. Like yeah. other, other people are going to look at that and be like, man, what is my purpose? Like, certainly it's not just to kick a ball and get a degree. Like there, there has to be something more. So um, let's keep going along. Um, what excites you most about your faith? Um, I'm going to tie this in a little bit to the last question too, but like I said, my major is sports psychology and minor sociology. And so that's pretty much talking about the human brain, human body, and how people are as groups. And so I think oh. it'd be really interesting um, just studying psychology and just seeing how people behave, how they act, how they think, and using my faith in that and being able to one day become I don't know, a coach or sports psychologist, something I want to go into that and just um, just use my knowledge and what I learned through school and through my faith and just kind of hopefully tie that together. Even looking at athletes like Russell Wilson or because I'm reading a book called It Takes What It Takes and it's mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's sports psychologist. And so, yeah. He, Russell Wilson just talks a lot about his faith and how he trusts God and how he has a, he has trained himself to have just like a super short memory. Yeah. And when he makes mistakes, he just leaves it in the past, like almost immediately, which is crazy to think about, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that, that's something that excites me about my faith. Just hopefully being able to use that along with whatever I learned in school. So I know, I know that you had to have seen what he did last week. We threw the ball to Doug Martin in the trash time, got him an extra hundred yeah. K. So yeah. for all, it would take me, you know, a while to make a hundred K in my life. This guy got it on the last catch of, you know, so that's crazy. Um, yeah. However, deeper than that, I know it's just a sport, but I, man, I love the Seahawks and um, I'm big 12 and just knowing like a, the awareness that it took, for R-Dub to do that, but B, like the the courage, I guess it, it would take to even, cause like that wasn't the call, that wasn't. And so, so like, you know, you, you're, you know, I was sitting here thinking like, what what's he thinking? Why, you know, he, he could have just knelt down, did what the coaches said, great, you know, and, but you know, the brain is, the brain's a crazy thing, man. People, people's actions are, that stuff inspires me. So um, I know that we're kind of, you know, you're, you're actively in your apartment dealing with school stuff. And um, so we do want to keep this shorter for the listeners. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to do faves. Um, that's how we end this every, every week. So or every time we do this. So um, with that being exciting to you about your faith, um, if you could just dream a little bit, um, maybe, uh, just envision a little bit. What are what are your hopes um, for after school? 
What, what, what do you hope the Lord does for you or in you or through you? Um, my biggest goal since I was little though was always to play professional soccer. So that is obviously what first I'm going to be trying to do is play professional at any level. I'm willing to put the effort in if I go somewhere lower to work my way up or just I'll be grateful for whatever experience I get if I'm able to play post-college. But once my career is over, or even during my career, I just want to be able to show that I love God, that I just want to be a good example for younger kids, younger generations, or even my peers, teammates, coaches, that I'm not doing it for myself, that I'm doing it for God. And I think that's been a big motivation for me recently, just trying to, just kind of trying to change how I do things. Like even like my, when I score goals, I kind of want to start celebrating by like pointing to God or pointing towards like, like just like towards God and like even praying mm-hmm. before games or just doing like little things yeah. rather than showing off myself, showing off God. So I don't know, just little things like that is what excites me. So I saw this thing um, and it was zero times a hundred is zero, but then it was like 0. 0.1 or 0. 0.01 times 100 is 0.1 or whatever it is. And the, and the point, and the point of it was a little bit done consistently makes an impact. Like doing nothing consistently does nothing. Doing a little bit consistently does a whole lot. And I think it was cool. Cause like it changes the value of, you know, not, not only, not only how it started, but it changes the, like the outcome. And doing those little things consistently, like people are always watching us, always watching. I like it when you said, when you score goals, like what a boss, when, <laughs> when I score goals. Okay, so love this, love that. Um, let's do faves real quick. I have, I don't know, eight or nine of them, and then we'll, we'll wrap. So um, how this is going to work is I'm going to say, you know, what's your favorite something, and then you have, you know, five seconds to, to shout it out. And if I got questions about it, I'll ask you. So what is your favorite team sports team all favorite sports team my favorite sports team is chelsea football club it's based in london it's a premier league soccer team i'm not even going to pretend i know you and i have talked about it but like okay great soccer anybody else excited i bet porter mcquistion when he listens to this he's gonna be like yes because he loves soccer or like luke yes they're gonna okay great um yeah chelsea football club kudos i do remember they transferred a player one time and the transfer fee was larger than like the biggest sports contract that had ever been landed and i'm like in america and i was like yeah i'm i'm in the wrong country doing the wrong thing i need to get better at soccer because they make dumb money yeah, there's a lot of money in football in in Europe. Yeah, that's so okay. Chelsea Football Club, very good. What color are they? Blue. Blue. Blue is their main color. Blue and okay. white. Well, if All right. if I ever get a jersey for it, I will wear it. And instead of the person's last name, oh, okay, there's the flag. Very cool. So instead of the person's last name, I will just put like this is for Titus number one, or whatever. Okay, so Chelsea Football Club um let's see favorite oh if you were gonna take a girl out on a date in seattle favorite date location in seattle now mind you i watch a lot of gray's anatomy 
So I can pretty much cross cross reference. And I'll be like, yeah. Um, you could probably always start out a good bet would be just going to Gasworks, which is that part park during like the sunset time, which is really pretty during the summer. And there's usually a lot of boats, like sailboats and stuff going on the water. Mm. And then I think I've never actually done it, but I've heard it's really cool. There's a restaurant on the Space Needle oh. like, that kind of like rotates around. And so I think just that'd be a really cool and romantic place. If that place isn't called Eat and Spin, it's a waste of money. <laughs> eat and spin. Or spin and eat. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that'd be cool. So park and restaurant. So for y'all who don't know, Titus is single and uh, pretty much ready to mingle for the most part. Uh, as long as you love the Lord and as long as you're willing to shred the Bible. Uh, so favorite date place in Seattle. Very good. Um, what is your favorite song ever? Oh, favorite song ever. That is hard. Um, I Besides, okay. I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. I actually don't even know if that's what it's called, but everybody knows that song. Um, one song, the first song that came to my mind, which is like, this show goes on by Lupe Fiasco. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, but Lupe Fiasco's The Show Goes On. Man, I don't even like that's just the first song that came to my head. I don't even know. So somebody asked me that question the other day, and the first song that came to my head was My Shiny Teeth and Me from the Fairly Odd Bands. <laughs> and then I saw it on a video like last night and showed my wife, and it was it was hilarious. Favorite song? Okay, that's fine. First one that comes to your head is usually your favorite one. You just don't know it. It's deep in your subconscious. Uh, what is your favorite band? Seattle's Grunge City. What's your favorite band? My favorite band. Man, I listen to a lot of genres of music. I like. I'll just say my favorite concert that I've been to probably was Twenty One Pilots. Okay. And they're like Pilots. a really cool. They're a really cool band okay like i don't really listen to that many bands so i would just probably say 20 pilots what about artists favorite artists um i like depends on my mood i would say my top person on spotify this year was drake Mm. but i also like sam smith a lot as well okay yeah I like Drake. He, um, what's that song? Summer, summer something. Uh, I don't know. I, it's a good song. Good song. I like Drake. Um, favorite food? Uh, probably Chinese. Oh, haven't had that one before. Chinese. Very good. Usually it's pizza. I'm like, yeah, no, I, okay. I like Chinese a lot. All right. Uh, three more. Favorite. I know that you're uh, a reader. Favorite book? That you've ever read? I actually really disliked reading before this year. And I honestly can't say that I have read a full book that I have or would recommend. So that would have to be my answer. <laughs> what about the book you read last summer? I'm still reading that book. Oh, you didn't finish it? No, not yet. 
Oh, there were some good gems in that. So that's fair. I guess you're a reader because you always text me things that are like, hey, check out this thing in this book. I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I listen, I like I listen to podcasts and I like I just get distracted and so Yeah. Okay, so what what podcast is hitting home right now? Um the most recent podcast, I don't know. Sometimes I like listen to Joe Rogan, not because not always because I agree with him, but he always just has super super like truthful truthful conversations with people. Yeah, I'm a, so. I'm, I'm a Joe Rogan listener just because yeah, like he's pretty educated and like yeah, uh, the way he calls people out is very um, tactful. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I don't always I don't agree with with I don't always agree with his views, but I, I mean I he. Uh, gets me thinking i've been digging in um as of late uh i don't know maybe the last probably since 2019 like end of 2019 so about a year or so now uh this cultural moment uh it's mark sayers and uh john mark homer it's been really good um all right uh last two favorite movie all time i like uh dark knight batman dark knight really yeah it's pretty good that's bane right the one with bane uh or is that I dark knight rises i think i think that's dark knight rises oh i like What's bane? One the joker i like joker oh maybe that is dark knight yeah 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 that that movie was that took batman to a whole different level yeah that that it's whole the well-made movie yeah good all right well last one what is your favorite verse in the Bible? Verse that you hang on to. Hmm. I think I, I don't think I've ever chosen a verse yet. I think I'm still waiting for the aha moment. Hmm. But I think one that just always pops into my head is kind of cliche, but just John three sixteen. 16. Hmm. Like God just, God loved the world that gives one and only son losing him shall not perish but have eternal life just, i think that's just always a, just a good reminder and one that will always just be an automatic just like good i don't know like i said good reminder yeah that that verse always uh reminds me of my view god has a much broader view than i do he's yeah he's he's seeing things i'm not seeing he's he's feeling things i'm not feeling well all right, man. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much for chatting. Um, I will put Titus's Instagram uh, in the show notes so that you can connect with him. And uh, I'm sure he would love to hear from you and let him know you're praying for him and wishing him well in his season. Titus, we love you, man. And uh, go Seattle Pacific University soccer team. Yep. Thank <laughs> you, you so man. much. Yeah, see ya.